And now, from Grid Square Echo Mike 48, this is 100 Watts and a Wire. Well, good evening. Hello, good morning, honey. Good afternoon. I fell asleep for so long. I don't even know what day it is. Welcome to 100 Watts and a Wire. It's Christian, my call signs. Kilo Zero Sierra Tango Hotel. And I am joined today by, look at him here. You talk about spoiled. Let me go away for three weeks. Screw you guys. I'm taking my ball, my mic, my glasses, and I'm going home. And uh, Sidecar Steve is back to everybody's happiness. We feel whole again. W7UDI, welcome back. (laughs) Pool boy is back. Pool boy. You went out there to be a well-paid pool boy. I've heard of midlife crises, Uh but never I'm going out to such and place and whatnot. You went to Kansas to be a pool boy. Boy, she must have been cute. It's everybody's dream, right? I mean, Kansas is all right. There's some good, uh, good some farmland, I suppose, out there that you could uh-huh. get yourself wrapped up in, and it's kind of flat, kind of flat, and but uh, yeah. You know. Well, but the uh, the trip started. We ended up in Flagstaff, Arizona, for a couple of days and uh, dealt with the uh, car issues. But uh, we just adapted, overcome, and did a pub crawl. We just went from one brew pub to the next all day Monday nice. in That's Flagstaff. Awesome. So it was a good day. That's awesome. Episode 368. We've got Sidecar here. We've got Scotty here. He's KC3BXN. And uh, man, you talk about a whirlwind for Scotty. Scotty just is sort of like, hey, he meets the sea child. The next thing you know, he's got all these all these uh, things. He's uh, producing in the background. He's hanging out. Another show I'm working on. I'm like, Scotty, come on. Get the stuff. <laughs> come on, let's go. But uh, welcome, Scotty, and thank you for holding it down while Sidecar was uh, off there doing the pool lady. I mean, cleaning off the pool. (laughs) Uh, Whatever he was doing, he's cleaning. The owner said, hey, pool boy, can you fix my wife for me? I mean, fix that filter. Pool boy? Pool boy. Well, we all know what that is. Dynamite! Dynamite, Steve-O. Dynamite! Woo! There you go. 100 Watts and Wire. See, it features the intersection of life and amateur radio. In this episode, Steve doesn't even know. Doesn't even know, but we're going to have a good time with it because we're going to talk about a little bit about 13 Colonies, but 13 Colonies is just the backdrop of why we're going to talk about this stuff today. It's going to be QRM, Steve-O, and I'm not going to let you take the high road. We're going to talk about douchebaggery what is douchebaggery and why are there alpha hotels why why and is there anything that we can do about it and it came up pretty innocent enough steve everybody was rocking and rolling with the 13 colonies excited we created a 13 colonies channel in discord and people were really digging it you know we're going in there lots of spots you know all that sort of stuff talking about it where are they and people were celebrating you'll be happy to know that uncle paul pulled them out one at a time they hit the table and he pulled the second one out (laughs) hit the table and he was done in like 15 minutes scotty and i were working on the friday it started and by noon he was like yeah i think i need like two more i'm done (laughs) november 2 hotel yanking golf you're five nine girl yeah (laughs) thanks for the clean sweep before lunch 
Queensway, I got everything uh, posted and ready Plus to go. Bonus I, station. Watch me. I got the bonus station. Not a problem. And most most of the bands, I think. I'm going to do digital later. I don't know. But I'm going to start licking some stamps and take a nap. It's kind of like, wow. It's it's like noon, you know. But we had a good time. We were talking about this event. Many people like its favorites. You know, Route 66, 13 Colonies. Uh, The one at Christmas time is a big one. Or the 12 Days of Christmas because it leads in. Uh, and, and there's many others that we like, the ships, the battleships, the museums, that's all cool. But what became a theme was kind of these alpha hotels and their working, um, the way they worked. And I'm going to warn the guys here and you guys at home, this has been um, leveled, balanced, leveled. So they're going to come out equal, right? But it's a little tone that I don't like in my head as much. I just want to let you guys know. I'm play this about 30 seconds long, Pastor Joe sent this in. He was all riled up. Got him all riled up because why do they do that? Why do they have to do this? This was a, you know, but then it became a kind of a theme across all of our social media that, you know, people had a good time, but this and this. And I just want to play this back for you. Uh, Just a quick warning to our audio listeners that this is a little bit of a tone that's not as pleasant to hear, but you'll get an idea what was going on at some times during 13 Colonies. Brutal. It is brutal. It's douchebaggery at its best, if you ask me. Okay, that's pretty good. We'll wind up. There we go. But anyway, um, he sent that in. I said, you know, he said it would be a good topic. I was like, yeah, it would be a good topic. And then I started posting up on our Facebook, you know, about how people did their struggles. And after one after the next it's like the qrm the qrm so i i thought steve we would give it i'm gonna shut my yapper and i'm gonna let you at least describe what qrm is we got a lot of q speak and we know we get a lot of new people coming into the hobby and we we say these things we don't always explain them can you talk a little bit about qrm what it is and 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 then we can kind of go from there Okay, so QRM is well. All our Q codes go back, date back to when you know when CW was king, and uh, we you know the the hobby started. So there's uh, QRM, which is basically man-made noise or man-made interference. So um, uh, a lot of it uh, in the in the beginning was uh, signal was not clean. It was you know, QRM, it was man-made noise and interference. Well, it turned around and as people started jamming, and that's what they're doing, they're just trying to jam and uh, interfere with the, you know, the QSO or the operation that's going on, it kind of got meld into QRM. Now you hear, now you know QRN is in Nancy, that's naturally made noise and, uh, uh, like lightning and static and a few other odds and ends. But <clears throat> QRM is just a, a really nice way to say that we got a douchebag on the air that's causing interference. You know, why, you know, the, these are very esoteric questions. 
you know, and I think we did a show not too long ago, maybe in the spring, about mental health. But I don't know why people do it, right? And people want to know, why do people do this? You know, why would you do that? It's like, oh, why is that person standing out on the corner with the, whatever? It's really hard to explain. I imagine it's about getting attention. Like the band police thing, what I would hear, I, I'm with you, Steve, because you were on the road. I had nothing. I filled out my little sheet here, uh, but did not get a chance to, to work the stations this time around. But I listened and I would spot things, and I, you hear the band police, the uh, the station in the Great Great Britain was a hot one. He was working split for a while. He was going by the numbers for a while, and you always have the people who don't listen. They're just like, you know, he's working five up, and then next thing you know, that you hear this. They're calling again, K0STH, zero station, he's working 10 up or whatever it is. And, you know, so there's a problem in the technique. No one's listening. Don't, and, and then you got the band police who become total douches when they've, they've had and enough they of policing. And they become part of the QRM, it, even though they, they think they're doing right. And we've all been, I, I, I've listened to DX stations operating split and this is common you, you you got the band police in there and someone keeps calling on the on the dx's uh transmit frequency and they don't know they don't understand what five up or up up or uh, five to 15 they don't know and so these self-appointed band cops go in there and start chastising these people and they and you know if it's like five up or something really quick uh, that could be kind of helpful, but when they turn around and just start chastising them, and, and then they're covering the uh, the the station that you know that we all want to work, whether it's yeah, the King it. Colonies or DX, and they're contributing to the problem. Personally, I think it comes back to the operator that is operating or, or running the split, it's, and he needs to be a little more forthcoming with it. He make an assumption that uh, oh you know seasoned operators you just said we're up five and they assume everybody knows but they don't and then it, it just and then you have the band police um the other guys they're dealing with a small you know what and uh that's what's causing you know a lot of the issues there Woo! so you're saying there's a little bit of a napoleon complex or a small mm -hmm. thing going on there something <laughs> wrong trying to compensate Scotty, what do you make of this? You you got into it. Um, from what I gather, you got in a little bit early, got a couple here and there, uh, got later on in the weekend, then you you heated up a little bit. What do you make of this situation? What did you experience? Yeah, I mean, I got, I had a I had a good time. Got into it uh, since I got home from work Friday. Made a uh, made two of the bonus stations the first day, the uh, the Philly station and the and the France station TM thirteen, um, both on voice, which was a first for me. And then throughout the, uh, the course of the rest of the event, got uh, everybody except Great Britain on voice. And, and at that point, I was determined I want to do, I'm going to get a clean sweep of all colonies and all bonus stations, all on the same in the same mode, which would be a total first time for me uh, on both those fronts. And so that was hanging on the Great Britain station quite a bit, and and was hearing the uh, the mess that was going on. And yeah, he was trying to work split, and he was clearly saying, you know, up five to ten, up five to ten, you know. Golf Bravo 13, up five to 10, up five to 10. And then, and then, I'll, you know, 
all these people start call, throwing out their call signs. It's like, and then the band police would come in as Steve was saying, he's up five, he's listening up five, he's listening up 10. And uh, it was a good experience for me because I'd never really tried to work a, you know, a DX type station in split before. So that was, that was cool. So I had to, I just, you know, get my, my, my A and B V uh, VSOs going, VFOs going. And, uh, and I got it worked out and I was calling and having a good old time trying to get a hold of them. But then, then you have these stations just calling over and over and over and over and over again. One guy, even, I forget his call now. Um, and this, me and Joe were talking about him uh, in the discord. Um, just kept throwing out his call. He had a big signal too. Putting out his call, he's like, "I'll go away if you acknowledge me," and just throwing out his call over and over and over again. It's like, dude. The problem is, the guy wouldn't hear him if he kept, you know, right. calling on his transmit frequency. Jeff uh, in our group, he wrote and said uh, he's Kilo Alpha One Delta Bravo Echo. He said he worked them all on CW except GB thirteen COL. Uh, which he worked on sideband. His only frustration was the stations sending their call over and over. I'm surprised yeah. the GB station put up with that. And he says the colony stations need to know when and how to use split. You want to uh, explain what split is, Steve, in case we get some uh, newer ham coming in wondering what that means? So split is uh, typically you're transmitting on one frequency. <clears throat> so normally we transmit and receive on the same frequency. So we run in a, a simplex mode. So <clears throat> what ends up happening is when you have a huge pileup, what you can do is you can split your transmit and receive. And so you take and you re will receive five kilohertz up from your transmit signal. So we'll, let's pick a, an easy frequency, 14260. And you're gonna transmit on that. <clears throat> But you're going to listen on 14.265. So you want everybody to um, uh, transmit over there. So all of us seekers, uh, as like, you know, parks on the air, this can apply to parks on the air. If you're going to have a lot of, you know, people, you know, calling on you, it's, it's you know, one of these options you have is to split your operation. So you transmit on 14.260 and you listen on 14.265 us out looking for the the desired station we're going to transmit on 14265 and listen on 14260 that and so we so the way to set that up is you set up your vfos your a and b vfos you put the radio into a split mode and then um so you basically i'm going to listen on vfoa uh, 14260, I'm going to transmit on VFOB, and then uh, when you transmit, your radio switches over to B VFOB and then transmits on 14265. The, the contest, or, you know, the special event station, the DX station will be doing the same thing, but in the opposite. So, and another thing they end up doing is if, if there's a really big pileup, because then they're having a hard time picking out calls, then they'll spread it out, and then they'll They'll uh, listen from five to ten up, and sometimes fifteen up. So that way, everybody everybody spreads out, and then uh, he just kind of tunes his radio and goes, "Oh, there's a call," and then he, you know, responds to that, and you hear it. The problem becomes is that not knowing uh, that they're running split, you um, you ju you just transmit on their transmit frequency, and it and they won't hear you because they're not listening there. I have done that. I have made the mistake, forgot to put my radio into split, 
and I was transmitting, calling a DX station, and someone said five up, and it's like, oh, oh yeah, I screwed up, and uh, it, you know, it happens to all of us. I've done it uh, in unintentionally, but it happens. So you got to be mindful and you know, know your equipment, know your radios. If you don't know how to put it in split, grab the manual. It will tell you how to do it. Most radios are, you know, capable of doing modern radios. will do splits easy. I'll, I'll go ahead and confess. I've done this too. I was impatient. I wasn't listening. I've done it in the past. I didn't do it in this, in this contest, but I have done it in my life. And if you guys have done that, give us a thumbs up or a like and tell the algorithm that uh, you dig it too. Scotty, have you made this mistake? I did uh, for the 13 colonies. Uh, I, I saw him spotted on DX Summit on uh, on the frequency that he was calling on, and I immediately went there and just started throwing out my call. And then I started hearing the, he's up five, guys, he's up five. And I was like, I know what that means. Let me figure this out on my radio, because I never really set it up for split before. But I mean, it was easy to set up, and it was once I got into the groove of, of using it, it was actually pr- pretty cool, and I, I could see the benefit of doing that when there's a lot of stations involved. We call them the band police when those guys are the ones that are saying he's working split, he's working split. But then they get so frustrated because it's an it's it's constant, and you can just tell that they're they've had enough of telling us uh, that it's happening. But I I haven't done it. It's a sad, sick feeling when you do it. <laughs> it's so uh, yeah. Feel, luckily, like, I haven't uh... I haven't gotten like dumbass you know like there's some real when they get frustrated they will lay you out and that probably feels where i just said thanks (laughs) thank you that's a kilo eight sierra that's how i thank you (laughs) i think that's one of those ones where we all make that mistake we get so um, ambitious or anxious to go in there and all that sort of stuff yeah we get caught up in the moment and uh that's one of the drawbacks of that having you know like a dx cluster in your software in your logging software that if you click on that on that um post your radio will tune over there but the software doesn't even though it'll say uh, listening five up or qrx uh uh five to ten the radio doesn't know that and the software doesn't know that. So it's not going to set your radio up into a, a split mode and you go over there. Oh, I hear the guy. Boom. And you start transmitting and then realize, Oh shoot. <laughs> I effed up. Oh, Rick says he didn't give his call sign here. Uh, no, he didn't. He, but he said, I was very frustrated with the number of ignorant, impatient operators being my first year on HF. How, Normal is this. I've uh, worked the armed forces and museum ship events without hearing this level of, quote, moron ship. Jeff replied and said um, he had uh, he had looked these people up. He would look them up just to see who they were because, you know. Mm-hmm. So we're talking about something with uh, working split. There's another issue about say they're not working split at all. And when you're just constantly calling, you don't ever hear what station they pick up. So you're constantly, you know, talking over the conversation. You're talking through, like you're not helping yourself. And I don't know why people do yeah. that. I mean, especially if it's a, the station is kind of kind of weak to begin with, and you just got you know you got stations just calling just right in the middle of you know the keto that's happening right on top of the station that they're trying to contact just over and over and over. They're not listening. They just 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 incessantly putting their call out constantly. Oh, it happens and it's all the time. Like, Man, it's, it's, uh, how it's, can you even 
You didn't hear anything. It's the same, it's the same thing if you're having a QSO, just a rag chew with, um, here's an example. One night I had a, a rag chew with a station in, um, in the South Pacific. He, he ended up calling me and um, swung the beam around down to the South Pacific. And we had a nice 20-minute uh, so he just wanted to rag you it uh and throughout the whole course of that conversation that we had i kept hearing people jumping in throwing in their calls throwing in their calls and he didn't respond to it so i didn't respond to it we just kind of kept on going back and forth but it got to the point where he was so frustrated that uh, these people were jumping in he goes hey steve I i'm done i i had it no one's you know listening yeah i he goes, I'd be more than willing to have a, a rag chew with these people, but I, I can't take it anymore. And he shut down for the night and uh, because people are impatient. And, uh, oh, my God, there's this guy he's, he's in the, on the south tip of South Georgia Island or whatever, and he won't be here next week. And it's like, I got to get him. And it's like, if you don't get him, it's okay. <laughs> they will be yes, back. Not the end of the, <laughs> it's not, not the end, the end of, the of the world. world. And it's just, it's both ignorance and uh, just, you know, impatience. And uh, it's been going on. And uh, for, uh, what was that, Jeff or whoever, the, the one that the first time they've, uh, they encountered this, this has been going on for a long time. And it's, it normally happens with big events, whether it's a rare DX expedition or DX station or a special event like you know 13 colonies um, you're going to probably see it and hear it in uh, with uh, route 66 it just it's unfortunate this is what our hobby has come to and it's just if everyone just kind of slow down and take it easy and remember this is a hobby <laughs> everything will be fine and if you don't get them and you don't work them okay it is what it is and you know move on but all right yeah i was well, i was noticing some uh, some alpha hotels in the spotting on page like on dx summit people would be you know they they'd call out gb13 or somebody and be you know and be, just make rude comments in the info box that you can put in mm -hmm. there about you know where are you and you know blah 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 and you you need to be on this band on this mode and also the amount of bad spots um for yeah. stations particularly particularly gb13 on oh. the uh, on DX Summit, just just either either they're just pranking spots or just just being just yeah. you know. I may have reposted a couple bad ones. I I I tried to post what I was hearing for sure, but um, if I did see them come up on the spot, or I'd I'd put them out. There were some times that were better than others, um, but we'll uh, pause just a second. We'll come back. We'll talk about maybe some tips on working these, and maybe like what it's like to work the other side. Uh, but first. It's time for This Week in Radio History. A big one happened today back in 1856, Steve. You and I were just little, little, little dudes back then. We but you remember swimmers. what happened. <laughs> Nikola Tesla was born on this day in 1856. My favorite of all the dudes, the, uh, the experimenters, the inventors, Scotty's given the point and the thumbs up, yep. like for you too, Scotty. Absolutely, it's a, it was a thrill. I was in Niagara Falls to see his little monument and statue that they have of him there at the uh, 
the that, that power plant um, ruins remnants at, at New, uh, Niagara Falls. It was cool. I had Ed Kelly take a bunch of photos of me in front of the Nikola Tesla statue. Perfect. Kick it. July 10th, 1962, Telstar 1 is launched. It was the satellite that allowed the first live broadcast of television images between the U.S. and Europe. Well, that's a big one. 1962. So a big day in radio history. Just need to remind you, 100 Watts and Wires brought to you in part by a brand new podcast, Steve-O. I know you know all about Hour 73. Uh, Kick it. It looks beyond the first 72 hours. FEMA says, get ready for the first 72 hours, everybody. But we know it may not be coming after 72 hours. That's crazy, lady. You should be ashamed of yourself. Let me finish my sentences before you put me on blast. I'll see you tomorrow in the HR. Crazy lady. We're looking beyond the first 72 hours of preparedness to explore self-reliance as a lifestyle. So subscribe wherever you get podcasts and look us up at hour73.com. Okay, good deal. Oh, Nikola Tesla. One of your favorites, Steve. I mean, this dude was something else, wasn't he? He kind of got taken advantage of by dudes like Edison, I guess, who had the cash at the time Mm -hmm. to to go, that's a very good idea, Mr. Tesla. And uh, had the money to make some things happen. So I think Tesla spent a good bit of time working for some of these wealthy dudes because uh, they had the means. But anyway, all right. There's also some things happening event-wise. Scotty is here to tell us a little bit about what's going to be happening, what's coming up in terms of amateur radio events. All right, what we got going on here? Next, next weekend, July 16th and 17th, we have the North American QSO Party Riddy, Riddy version. If you're into doing some RTTY, and next weekend's going to be busy, busy. Also, the uh, that weekend, the CQ Worldwide VHF Contest is happening. Um, I'm looking at you, Uncle Paul, with your six-meter beam. Mm. On July 16th, there's going to be a very rare POTA activation at K3380, which oh. is a Lake, Lake Chelan in Washington State. Um, there has never been Chelan. Activ- activated. Chelan, see, I don't know. I'm an East Coast guy. Shamil, Shamazel. Something <laughs> up incorporated. We're going to be activating uh, a little state park here in, uh, in my little hometown area. What? Uh, uh, state uh, Olmstead uh, State Park, and a couple of guys uh, from our local club here are going to activate that on the 16th, also. So we'll be. Oh man, uh, that's cool. So there'll be a couple of stations here from uh, state of Washington. So Lake Chelan, that's a that's a cool one. Uh, yeah, it's like they didn't never been activated apparently, so this is a big deal. Nice. All right. And uh, yeah. Is that, is that all the Jimmy Jams? All right, good. All right, bring it on down then. Back to you, Christian. That's it. Back in the studio. Let me put my hand on my headphones and make it look official to our <laughs> listeners. Steve, let's go around and talk about some tips. Or if you want, you can talk about the whole thing. Uh, but let's, let's go around. Like when you're working a special event like this, uh, how about one tip? We'll go around and look. If you're here visiting, we always invite our podcast listeners to join us Sundays at six o'clock. You can uh, 
come into the chat. Let us know what's going on, what you're thinking. If you're here as of this recording, put down a couple of your tips for breaking the pileups, for getting in and uh, working these stations over a week-long event. You know, you've got some time to play with. What are some strategies? Let's start with Steve-O. What's a good tip that you would suggest? Um, Just relax and don't get super frustrated. Just uh, get in there and uh, mix it up. And uh, if you hear, um, you know, a carrier, so like that that audio clip we had, uh, right off the bat, uh, there was just a couple of carriers there, and um, people figure, well, I'll just you know throw a carrier down, and uh, that way it will interfere, and the tone will drive everybody nuts, which it does. So there's a couple of ways you can do it. You can uh, turn on your uh, auto notch filter or DNF if you have a Yesu, um, and that will just kind of notch out that tone. The carrier will still be there. You'll still see the S meter, but you won't hear it, so you won't start uh, freaking out. And then you'll have a tendency to hear the the other station a little bit better. Another one is to notch it out in your head and just kind of ignore the tone. But that's uh, that takes a lot of practice and uh, and just concentrate on listening to the voice that uh, you're listening to and ignoring all the other ones. But you know, hitting that auto notch or DNF uh, on your radio is uh, is a great tool. It's, I use it a lot, and uh, so that that's uh, tip number one. Scotty, do uh, you got a tip of what you were? Uh, you know, what do you do? Oh, uh, so but yeah, I'm trying to get a get, make a make the cue. So um, play around. Uh, we talked about this with the uh, field day uh, show. Time, the timing of how I'm throwing my call out, listening to. Um, pattern to see if i can figure out uh what the tendency of the calling station is to pick up pick up stations and try to try to find the timing and and get my call in there as well plus i'm a big fan of using the uh the audio um dsp to uh to tweak the sound you know, I, what i love about the asu has got that contour feature um and uh, i can sweep it so you know, i can do a peak um in the frequency range and, and kind of sweep up, try to you know pull out the kind of fundamentals of the voice. Or if there's a, some weird noise or something, I can use the the opposite of that and do um, like a cut, like an EQ parametric EQ cut essentially, and sweep that and, and to try to soften that to make other sounds uh, more more legible, so to speak. So um, yeah, that's my my go-to operating procedures. Maybe I'm not. I I've realized that I'm ten years into it now, and I didn't. It kind of went really fast, just like everything in life is it's just going so fast. But, you know, a decade in now and pro, I don't know how many years on HF, the early mentors told me, and you still hear it from time to time, Steve being in that early group of me and as an influencer in my life and what I do, you know, it was listen, listen, listen. And so there'll be times where I'll I heard so much going on. And then there's that junk that we played here that was submitted by Pastor Joe. You've got the band police who are, they're getting frustrated. They're trying to, and and who made them the boss anyway? Just, you know, like it might be better for the person trying to realize this and listen. Not just listen to you yell at them, but, you know, I understand why they do it. And sometimes it's helpful. Sometimes, I guess. But, I mean, listening was probably the first real thing it was like listen more talk 
less. And then you kind of, like Scotty said, you hit, hit the cadence of how they're working. And I swear sometimes, guys, I think people are calling and they can't even hear them. You know, there's, it's been so weird that I'm sitting here listening going, why would they keep calling again and again over? Or they're listening to like the SDR or something and there's a delay or whatever that, it is. Yeah, latency there. There's some latency weirdness. Like I'm like, I don't even think that you could hear them because you, there's no way that you're listening. It's just, you know, that you're not, you're so far out of the balance of things that you can't be, you just couldn't be. So that one um, sounds simple, but Steve, that that's super hard for people, isn't it? I mean, just to sit oh, yeah. and listen. Yeah. And you listen and you listen and you listen and um, <clears throat> you'll, so you'll see the spot, you'll hit the, you'll click on the spot on your, your logging software, your radio goes there and boom. You don't even know if that's the right call sign. You just kind of have an, and then you just start throwing your call out. And this is the one that drives me kind of a little batty. It's like they'll they'll make the contact and go, "What's your call again?" And they'll ask the the station, you know, to repeat their call. And it's like you should have known that before you even called. Yeah, I hate because, that. Because and that just one would one would think that just shows that you're not listening. Listen, listen. Verify the station you're gonna call. And, uh, you got time. It's not, you're not in a big hurry. This is not a contest. This is just a special event or de expedition or whatever. It's just listen and, uh, and verify it. And there's times I've listened to, and I go, I think that's what that guy, their accent is thick. The signal is weak. And I'll double check and it's like, okay, they're spotted. This is their call. And then I'll listen again. And yeah, I'm okay. That that's the right call sign. And then eventually someone will go, well, what's your call again? (laughs) And they'll go back and forth and uh, trying to get the guy's call. And uh, it just, it turns into a cluster and uh, it's, but that's the basic thing, you know, listen, listen, listen. The more you listen, the better you are, and then, and then, and like I've always said, if you can't hear them, you can't work them. So, but there's people that just throw out their call, hoping that they will they will be heard and and go from there. And if you do call a station, say your call once, once. That's all you got to do. Just full call signs. Don't say your suffix. Don't do the last two letters of your call. The last three letters. Full call sign. The uh, only once. That's all you need to do. You don't need to repeat it, and uh, and if you use phonetics, use the standard phonetics that we use. Don't make up some special, you know, catchy phrase because most operators are not going to understand that. It's cutesy on FM and on the repeaters, but on the HF fans, it's just stay with the standard phonetics that we use on HF. So no more King Zero shake the house during the contest. Okay, house got, it, got it, got heaven. it. Yeah, stairway to heaven. No, sweeter than honey. What was that? Sweeter than honey. Sweeter than honey. No, I'm yelling them out. You know, I feel bad for the the. You hear this a lot, like what you guys were just talking about. When I, I know you're not listening, and they know you're not listening, it's like you tipped your hand. We know now you were not paying attention. You just jumped in here. I was just passing by. When they don't. When it's a contest and they don't have like their section, they don't have the exchange. You're just five, nine and whatever. And then the guy's like, I need your section. Because <laughs> to him, it's a contest. 
-hmm. then they have to kind of slow it down and and they're very so, graceful you know the contest the guys running the stations and girls to go i need your section you know what state are you in what section like it's a we got to break it down because i've already started to input you i've got to help get you through this but you know you're calling in the middle of a contest and you're giving a five nine report you don't know the exchange and you look like a total d-bag i'm sure you're not but you Kind of being douchebaggery in there, you know. So don't know the exchange, don't know the call sign of the person they're yeah, calling. What was your call again, buddy? Like, dude is ripping and it's recorded, you know, like <laughs> he keeps playing it over and over and over again. Oh, man. <laughs> Go ahead. You got a story. Go ahead and rip. Oh, no, no, no. I was just with the uh, the pre recorded calls and people with the voice processors and associating the contest this over and over. And then you try to call them and they're not listening. So they went to take a leak or something while they're just letting their CQ call on the radio. And I guess he just left. Uh, one more question. Then I want to kind of transition into another side of this and we'll, we'll kind of pause again. Should this event just be the 13 colonies? Does it need to be beyond that? Do we need the great Britain? I get it. I'm not on either side. So just a question. Just a question. Should we stick to the 13 colonies? Do we need the bonus? Steve, what do you think? Yeah. I, it's, yeah, it's which kind part? of cool. I mean, initially, <laughs> it was just the 13 colonies, and then they added the bonus stations here the last few years. Um, so I think it's awesome. I think it's great. But uh, they, it's, it's, you know, they're running, you know, the special event, and uh, they're making basically the rules, and uh, I think it's awesome. I personally, I was just happy to work the thirteen colonies, just get the states. Not so much for the uh, the bonus stations, but uh, uh, the you know the I, it's been a, quite a few years since I've got a chance to work thirteen colonies, and when I did, I just concentrated on the on the thirteen colonies. Um, the propagation kind of sucked the last time I went uh, for it, so I could never even hear the uh, uh, the station in uh, in Great Britain. And then I think the last two years they've had the uh, the French station, which is the, I think it's awesome uh, personally. But uh, my go my focus has been with the thirteen colonies. Scotty, what do you think? I, I love the event and uh, yeah, definitely the 13 colonies for sure. I personally, I enjoy the, uh, the bonus stations and um, started with Philly and then they added the great Britain station. And then I think it was last year they added the French station. Um, I enjoyed, I enjoyed the, uh, the, the, the bonus stations and that's a, it's just one of those things. It's like the icing on the cake. I got the 13 colonies and being in right in the middle of the 13 colonies, it's not, not too difficult to, to get the 13 colonies from where, my location, but, getting the bonus station overseas that but more of a challenge. And that was part of the fun for me as well and the frustration, but that's also part of the fun. If you are in with us here live tonight, as we record, give us a yes or no. Do you think the bonus stations should remain or just stick to the original 13? Yes for bonus. No, for no bonus. Let us know. Talk about it in a minute. And if you're looking for a power solution, check out BioNO Power. Offering the best lithium phosphate batteries for your ham radios, visit BioNOPower.com. That's B-I-O-E-N-N-O Power.com. There are some ham fests still going on and one that I wish I was around for. Scotty, let them know what's going on in terms of ham fests. 
All right, Hamfest happening uh, this weekend coming up, July fifteenth, sixteenth, and seventeenth. We have at, uh, at the uh, the Glacier Waterton Hamfest uh, in Montana State, uh, the Montana State Convention ARRL sponsored uh, event on July sixteenth. Uh, the Mega Fest in Monument, Colorado. I think that's sponsored by the um, Pikes Peak uh, Amateur Radio Clubs. That's cool. I love that. Love that part of Colorado. Uh, and then for us East Coasters, there's the uh, Sussex County Ham Fest in Augusta, New Jersey. I'm sure that'll be kind of fun. It's right near the Armory, the middle oh. up there in North Sussex County. Very uh, good. Augusta. So that's what's happening there. Augusta. Uh, the results of the impromptu poll are coming in. And uh, overwhelmingly, Steve-O, people are saying, yes, we want to keep bonuses in there. So uh, there you go. They're all coming in. David, he says, yes, sir. Add stations in Puerto Rico and Guam just for funsies. I don't know about that. Paul, big Paul, Paulie Walnuts, uh, he says yes. James also says yes. Greg and uh, I blurg. That's a bonus. And hello to you, Bruce. Bruce made me this wonderful um, uh, call sign made out of oak, and I think he made it out of a barrel that made um, held the either the gunpowder or something. I may have that wrong, but Bruce says yes. Rich says yes. Don, uh, Big Ben says yes. So people definitely here joining us want to keep those bonus stations in. Let's uh, turn our attention to being on the other side. Um, I wouldn't say veterans of the pile up or anything like that. Although we have a, we have a, a popular net on Sunday nights and we give you live coverage on the YouTube channel. Steve, when we talk about working as the net controller for a special event station and you've got coming at you, you are the prettiest girl at the prom or you're the prom queen and you just look so damn good. I turned into Randy Macho Man Savage. (laughs) What are some of the things you should think about when you volunteer to be that station to run on an event like 13 stations? Because you you don't even have to have power. You could be one of the stations running 100 watts, but participating as a net control for a special event. Some thoughts on that, what operators could do to make it easier on themselves and others. Controlling the pileup, Steve. Mm -hmm. Yep, controlling the pileup is a big factor. Having patience and being consistent. And, um, so if you have someone that, uh, is kind of just interrupting there, there's a couple of ways of handling it. And, um, is one is to ignore that person and they'll just keep on calling. But the thing is you got to ignore them. You don't, what you're doing by acknowledging them as they're interrupting, you are rewarding them. And then that sets the tone for others to go, oh. Well, that a-hole got in there, so I'm going to be an a-hole and do the same thing that that a-hole did. And it just compiles and compiles and compiles. I've been, I try to avoid, you know, ignore them and work around it. But then there's times it becomes really difficult. And some of it is cultural It um, that I found, especially with DX stations, uh, that... Um, they just, they're very insistent and it's like, oh, I'm going to break my rule. I'm going to work them because I want to get rid of them and get them, get them worked, get them in the log, get them out of the way. The problem is then I'm like, oh, fudge, I've just now, 
it opened up the Pandora's box. <laughs> and uh, but for controlling the pileup, and the one thing for me is, I, if someone just comes in with a partial call, I just ignore it, and unless it's just they're the only ones there, and then I'll reinforce that full call signs, please. Or I will, you know, throughout, I'll ignore them for a couple of times and then I'll just throw out full call signs and then continue working on. So um, the operator sets the tone and how you, how you go and how you set the control, the pile up will dictate whether you're going to have an easy night, or you're going to have a frustrated night. And uh, it's just, um, so it, it's a, it's a tough one especially being on that side and everybody's, you know, coming at you and, uh, you know, you already have your hands full, just trying to pick out, um, uh, stations and trying to, I try to listen through the pileup, try to listen for a specific person or, or a call and, uh, and then focus in on that. And then sometimes I'll work somebody else, but I still got this other, call in mind but i don't have a full call sign yet and but i i remember the voice and then just try to pick that out and uh go from there so and concentrate on that so it, it's it's tough especially when you know when you're doing that your your ego starts to come into play because it's like look at me i'm the I'm the star. I'll be it. Look at me. And it's, you can't let that get to you. You just got to just work it and uh, go from there. We all want to accomplish the same thing. I'm, we got to work it. Let's work it. And we got to work it. And, uh, and so when you're working, you know, special event stations, DX or whatever, they want to talk to you as badly as you want to talk to them. And so it's, uh, it's a balance that we got to go through and uh and uh but as the net as the net control operator or the or the special event station you set the tone and you will make it or break it and uh and it's uh <laughs> you'll sow it you'll reap what you sow there we go yeah and that advice right there fire is fire let's talk about something real quick because i want to play devil's advocate with you just a little bit here in this, and I, I want to get the people who have come in the audience to uh, participate as well. Another yes or no type of question, and it's not coming from, you know, it's just coming from a question. I'm curious. It always helps when net control operators on our side, although not all of our net control operators run power. Um, when you're running 100 watts and you've got a pile up like that of, say, 13 colonies, what have you, I mean, should I guess the question is, should these stations be stations that are picked because they run power? I know the gut instinct is like, no, everybody should be inclusive, and you know me, I'm all about that inclusion. But, I mean, controlling a pile up like those in 13 colonies on 100 watts has got to be really difficult. Any thoughts on that, Scotty? You'll be up next too, but Steve, what, what do you think about the benefits of power and maybe not having power when running huge pileups? We're talking massive pileups on some of this stuff. The benefits of the power is most people will hear you. And um, 
and then they can follow your instructions. If you, you know, if you're working splits or, or if you're working by the numbers, you can, um, it, it's easier for them to hear you. When you're running 100 watts, it's as long as we got good propagation and, uh, and depending on your antenna system, uh, people might have a hard time hearing you, depending. It's, it's not, you know, just because you run 100 watts means that you're not going to be heard. It's, but um, it's, it, it makes it tough. And uh, ideally, you want to be heard and that way you can be understood and your, your instructions can be, you know, heated, but, uh, but not everybody can run power. And I understand right. that. So it's, yeah, it's, I want everybody to participate, but you know how hard that is, you know, it's mm -hmm. hard to control the maestro when they're, the stations calling you have more than you, you have going out. So I feel for those ops. I don't think it's impossible uh, Scotty, I know you run, you've run our net on hundred Watts. You've done, you know, stuff on the digital side as well. We ran a net together a week or so ago. Any, uh, tips for running 100 Watts? I mean, now, you know, doing pileups, so you're out POTA, you know, handling them out there with uh, lower power, a lot of people chasing you. What are some of the things you do? Oh yeah. So with, uh, so I, I have just a hundred Watts. I don't have an amp. Um, I'd like to get one one day. Um, as Steve was saying with the propagation, if it's, uh, if it's working in your favor, it's, um, you know, stations are hearing you fairly clearly and you can kind of, you know, as long as there's not complete and total lawlessness, uh, you can kind of keep things uh, in check and, 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 um, slow people down, run by the numbers if you have to, um, on a night with, uh, with, with crappy propagation and running a hundred Watts and you have big stations coming at you, um, trying to get back out to them so other folks can hear what's going on. What, if I'm calling a CQ, did I call a station? Uh, I think that could probably be a, a real problem. Um, but again, not having a, an amp, I don't, I don't know if that would fix that for me. I, I haven't been on that side of it yet. Yeah, it's tough. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I don't know. I guess that's more of a hypothetical question or just a uh, thought. I want everybody to be included, to be on, a, on that side of the pileup. It's very exciting. Um, I mean, I guess you could probably get, get a weird ego thing out of it, but you really have to be sharp with 100 watts and people piling in because all hell could break loose. Frankly, I've heard it. I've been, um, you know, in the early days, I mean, we're talking seven years ago now, uh, when Steve and I started up the 100 watts in a wire Sunday evening net, he had power and I didn't. I had a D104 lollipop and I had the Drake TR7 and I was like, Kilo Zero Sierra. And I had the benefit of being flanked by a couple of power stations that could, number one, help me pull things out. You'll hear Steve on a Sunday night say, stand by. You know, somebody's working, somebody's calling in, break. And here I am with 100 watts. I sound like I'm down the hallway. I'll be right with you guys. <laughs> you know, and so Steve's like, hey, man, can you just back off? He's working. You know, so I know what it feels like to be when they're coming in at you and you can't really take care of the crowd. I hope that makes some sense to you. But I, I admire the 100 watt stations. I think if the Great, the, the Great Britain station was running no power, which he wasn't super loud to me at any time, 
kind of low. And I was always like, mm, I wonder if he is running power. Maybe he's not. But it was like, five. And I'm like, man, how do you pick it out and control the room when, you know, it just seems so far away? Anyway, I, I hope some of that helps you. Uh, it helps me to listen and, and to be um, reminded about operating practices, you know, what to do. I like to kind of wait it out. I like to, um, I like to let the big guns go in quick, like Polly Walnuts, who's dragging them all over. And uh, he's like, let's add two or three more to it. Yes, we are jealous. We're out there working on the Schuylkill on the, on the highway or whatever. <laughs> and, you know, he's like casually clipping them off. I'm like, oh, man, oh, man, I want to go home. Um, but anyway, uh, I don't know what my point was. I lost my train of thought. And that's that's one of the keys is uh, like a special event station. If it's only going to be there for a couple hours or one day, then there's a little bit of a kind of urgency to try to get them in your log and get them worked. But a lot of them, like 13 Colonies, um, it's a week-long event. It's seven days. And uh, so there's you know kind of ample opportunity chances you know there could be a chance that maybe the maryland station's only on you know for a few hours a night or day and uh it makes it tough and then there's the urgency there but um typically some of these bigger events and de-expeditions and things like that it's just you know and i do it i just let the i let the big guns and the impatient people in the beginning just go for it battle it out Get it done. Get it out of your system. Get it in the log. Then way that way you can go around boasting. You know, hey, I worked them. Look at me and all this other stuff. And it's like okay. And then uh, wait uh, a couple of days when the dust settles down a little bit, and then just start clipping them off and go from there. And uh, but you know, we have busy lives. We have our families. We have you know work. We have other things going on. So you know, everybody's situation is is different so i kind of this like i went said in the beginning this is a hobby let's you know relax take it easy if you get it great all the power to you if you don't then then come back and say okay what can i do better what can i do different uh look at as a as a challenge it's like okay i didn't get a chance to work and what what was uh what can i do what did i do wrong or what did you know what deficiency am I having here? Is the antenna system is my receiver? Do I need to you know make changes here, make changes there, and and go from there? And it's like, well, just get an amplifier, Steve. Well, you know, <laughs> not everybody can get an amplifier, and so let's push that out of the way. But there's a lot of things we can do to um, to be successful. You know, as Scotty uh, pointed out finding their pattern everybody has a pattern and you'll start to notice that if you listen long enough and this goes back to listening if you listen long enough to the to the to the operator you're going to find a pattern and just start noting it's like huh that guy seems to he doesn't get the guys in the very beginning he's more or less gets the tail enders and what do i mean by a tail ender it's like if you know, everyone and woo, baby is they they jump on it right when he unkeys and you know call qrz qrz and bam and then you wait maybe two or three seconds four seconds and then you throw your call out you're as the pileup starts to diminish 
then boom, there's your signal. He hears your call. That's the one they remember the most. The, and it's like, oh, okay. Then, then they work in and uh, go from there. I do a lot of tail ending because it just, it seems to work. Now, if you have a really experienced operator, they'll ignore the tail enders. <laughs> they'll go for the people. So this is the pattern you got to figure out of the operator that you're working with. When they're working split, that's a whole different story. <laughs> that's another realm of uh, trying to figure out their pattern. But uh, let's just stay on, you know, a simplex uh, special event station. And just once you figure out that pattern that, you know, the operator is doing, you'll be pretty successful you know, within a few calls. Okay, yeah, I think that's, the, that's, a, that's probably the biggest tip. It's just listen, learn their pattern, and then you can get in. All right. Well, very good. Look at this. We've, uh, we've made it to the end here. I hope some of that has helped you. I want to congratulate the Rochester Amateur Radio Association, you guys. 90th Ham Fest. Their 90th nice. Ham Fest uh, just Woo! happened. So good for them. Uh, that's awesome. Also, nice. want to let you know that uh, Sunday night, 7 o'clock Central, we have our Sunday evening net. We have uh, sometimes digital, sometimes 20, sometimes 40, but we're always usually there unless it's a high holiday like Mother's Day, usually something like that. We take off and celebrate moms. Question for you guys listening. We want to know what you're struggling with. The uh, link to contact us is in the description below the podcast, and let us know what you're struggling with, and maybe we can help you. I noticed a lot of frustration this week coming out of the special event the people weren't using good practices. So I figured we'd spend this time to talk about all sides of it. And hopefully that was uh, good for you. Did we forget anything, guys? Did we did we miss anything? Did we mess anything up? Just don't let the a-holes, uh, you know, win. And uh, <laughs> don't let them, don't, don't show them that you're sweating. Just, uh, and ignore them and they'll go away. They're just looking for attention. And they're, they're, mentally defective because they want to ruin the, you know, they're, people are enjoying themselves. They're enjoying the <laughs> hobby and they're not enjoying themselves or the hobby and they just want to ruin it for everybody. So the best thing is don't give them any attention, ignore them and work around them. It is hard. It is tough, but you can do it. Just mentally defective. It. We'll leave you on that one. <gasps> that one is coming from... Oh, Steve-O, he's welcome back. He's in the saddle. He's mentally defective. Send him back to the maker. Well, I don't know what he's saying, but boy, that was something else. There you go. Well, 7-3, my brothers, it was so nice to see you again, Steve, and have you here and uh, give us Good balance back, back to our show. Scotty, thank you for sitting in and listening to my dribble all these weeks as we went through. It was very helpful to have you around. My pleasure. My pleasure. And to our listening audience, we appreciate you. That's why we're here, and we invite you every Sunday to join us live. If you can get here, come on in. We're around. You can watch on YouTube. Jump into the um, into the chat. Let us know what's going on, and let us know what you're struggling with. We want to talk about that, too. 73, my brothers, you all be good. 73, 73 everyone. Welcome back, Steve. To join the 100 Watts and a Wire community, visit 100wattsandawire.com.